next on Siege Breaker Sessions. Yeah, it's like, my webcam's not working. It's like, sir, why are you using your webcam at 1 a.m.? Really? Really? What are you doing? Honestly, be honest <laughs> with me. It's for work. No, it's not, sir. <laughs> Stop lying. <laughs> Seriously. I'm logged into your computer right now. I'm VPNed in. You know, it's not for work. What are you doing? Why are you naked, sir? 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 Hello? <laughs> you do not need to be naked to operate this machine. Sir, I'm noticing a uh, well over two tabs of goat porn. I'm trying to figure out why exactly you need a webcam for this particular uh, instance of whatever no, it is I, you seem to be doing. I could understand if you do yourself have a goat and want to be uh, adding to the online goat community, but sir, I do not see a goat thus far. Ha! We infiltrated you. We're actually in disguise. One, two, three, four! This is the Siege Breaker Sessions, episode two, powered by Obsolete Gamer. I am J.A. LaRock, a.k.a. Mascot. We're here with Magnolia and the Mighty D. What's up, fellas? Going on. Hey. <laughs> Those beards <laughs> kicking in, man? Uh, what? <laughs> Those beers kicking in already? Yeah, yeah. Only, only three sips, and I'm. Uh, I don't think I can drive right now, to be honest. Oh, Miller Lite. You need a hole punched out of your <laughs> the, the lights. Jeez, dog. Lightweight. Ooh, I had a friend. Uh, we nicknamed him the Fish because he was so ugly. He looked like a goldfish, but that's this is aside the point. He would have to just simply smell like somebody could crack a beer in their room. And they'd be like, oh, oh, god, guys, I can't walk. Like he, I'm not even joking about this. He smelt beer. He was drunk. It was, and it's always guys that have that problem, not ladies. I was <laughs> completely expecting the opposite of that. We call him the fish because he swims in alcohol. And nothing yeah. <laughs> no, he's just, he's just butt ugly. <laughs> like he, he's, he might be the ugliest kid. But ironically, like I, I gotta say, most average girls, not not uh, like attractive wise, just average girls. Think he's so ugly, but then occasionally, like some hot girls, be like, "Oh my god, he's so cute," which I don't <laughs> understand. This kid is the ugliest kid I've ever seen. Yet some attractive girls like him. Maybe he has some kind of mutant power that does that. I don't. I don't. He's got the biggest lips. Like I, he's just he's so ugly. Maybe he's packing a Miller Lite of his own down in his trousers. <laughs> uh, I I think that um a lot of us got drunk off of Thanksgiving. This being the post Thanksgiving show, that. After all that turkey, I, I I just couldn't do much of anything. I don't think I think it was more than just a trip to the fan. I think it was just eating too much food. <laughs> For sure, like I know uh, more than a few of us in my family had food comas at the end of the meal. <laughs> well, you guys were especially. were living it up, uh, eating buffets and then fancy uh, eateries there. Uh, Magnolia, yes, I know. I saw the pictures he sent me, but me, <laughs> I just had a family <laughs> there with all the crazy old people. Yeah, oh, it, yes. Got to got to indulge a little bit the uh at the feast of feasts, if you will. But um The Gaylord, right? Yeah, Gaylord Tech. We got to go over there and partake in a buffet of all kinds of wonderful and fancy kinds of foods. Now question. Do you this this is a rumor I heard, but do you in fact have to be gay to enter the Gaylord? Because <laughs> if that's true Well, I think we know something about you, Mag, that uh, I didn't know before. Well, you just, know, just I, had to bring in, uh, I had to bring in a butt buddy in order to kind of slip through security <laughs> at the time. But, uh, you know, we quickly separated ways and kind of did our own thing and then met back at the end because they do check you on the way out there. Yeah, um, instead, of, I've learned. instead of shaking the hand, they slap you on the ass. Or well, you could be much. a lord. Either one. You could. A lord? 
Yeah, you could be you could be like a lord of the manor or, you know, gay. Either one. <laughs> lord of the manor. <laughs> a lord is here. <laughs> is he a homosexual? No, but he's a lord. Let him in. Yes, quite. Well, you know, anyone actually survived their encounter with Thanksgiving. Yeah, I... Ugh. It was quite the experience. Uh, all I know is, as soon as I was done eating, I was back at the computer, and I was just looking online for all the different things I was thinking about purchasing. My huge purchase was a, a 4K television, but I was also looking around at the different games that would be out that I might be interested in, because I was like, okay, are they going to try and come out with the good games on Cyber Monday, or are they going to do it on Black Friday? And I that saw that they the kind of had a, a little bit of both. Did you guys see, like, a couple of uh, games that were looking good? Because uh, it's not quite Cyber Monday due on this podcast yet, but we did get to see Black Friday stuff. Yeah, from what I've been seeing right now, I've been seeing a lot of games go on sale for uh, Black yeah for Black Friday. Like, Assassin's Creed, the new one? Uh, I don't know how much that one's syndicate, right? I don't know how much it's going for right now. Like, maybe 40 to $50, but Black Friday, I was seeing it for $35. <laughs> And you know that's that's nice because I really want that. And this cheap. Not only that, but I think like a few other uh, video games like that are like fifteen, twenty-five dollars off for Black Friday. I don't know the Cyber Monday yet, but at least for Black Friday, seeing some popular games, about thirty, forty percent off, if not more. I mean, I, yeah, just looking at some of the deals and everything, especially you know, if you go outside the realm of um, of gaming and everything too. I mean, I was looking at uh, Battlestar Galactica complete series, normally two hundred bucks for the collector's box, and uh, it was one hundred and thirty-one dollars off, I think, on Amazon. So it's only about sixty-eight bucks. But um, I mean, yeah, there were all kinds of crazy deals going on, and uh, I'm an Amazon shopper myself just because I pretty much order everything from there. But even going through and seeing seeing some of the other sales that were made, there's yeah, I don't know what you touched on there, D, as far as with you know. 20, if not more, 40, 50% off some of these games. And then, I mean, even I personally purchased, a, what was it? I think it was a 10 pack of Skyrim for only 10 bucks. I mean, so only a one user ran it, so, you know, I don't know what to do quite yet with the other nine copies, on top of the fact that I already bought the original <laughs> game. But, you, you, could, you could always play it 10 times on 10 different computers. <laughs> Something like that, but I'm still waiting to see what's going on with tomorrow, you know, because it's, it's Sunday as of this podcast, but tomorrow's Cyber Monday. I know no. they're going to have a bunch of other stuff, you know, discounted, and I can't wait to see what else is going to actually be, uh, how cheap everything's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Like, now, do you know, at, is it at midnight Cyber Monday starts? Or is it, like, a 3 a.m. or 7, or actually the next day will it start? Does anyone I, know? I saw it, la well, last year I saw it because I was working overnight at my terrible overnight job that I had at the time. It actually kicked uh -huh. in at midnight Eastern. Uh, Newegg started having things, Amazon started having things, so I think mm. that actually does kick in early, because people even on the West Coast were like, oh, it does kick in on Easter time, awesome, awesome, so. <laughs> the West Coast people gotta be pleased with that early access. <laughs> yeah, so the people that had to go to work, they were like, oh man, I gotta go to work, and I was like, oh, well, I'm already at work, so this actually pays off, because I'm not actually gonna answer any phone calls. <laughs> That's what work is, though, isn't it? <laughs> Just trying to avoid as much as it is. In tech support, while yes. Still paid. Yeah, yeah. In tech support, you're basically like, I'm, I'm not going to answer any calls after, like, you know, 1 a.m. And if you call me after 1 a.m., I'm going to berate you for calling me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've always gotten when calling them. 
Just, uh, is it past one? Went, oh, God, do we really need to do this? Uh, <laughs> uh, buckle up. <laughs> this isn't going to be easy for anybody. Yeah, it's like my webcam's not working. And it's like, sir, why are you using your webcam at 1 a.m.? Really? Really? What are you doing? Honestly, be honest <laughs> yes. with me. It's for work. No, it's not, sir. <laughs> Stop lying. Seriously. <laughs> I'm logged into your computer right now. I'm VPNed in. You know, it's not for work. What are you doing? Why are you naked, sir? 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 Hello? <laughs> you do not need to be naked to operate this machine. Sir, I'm noticing a, a well over two tabs of goat porn. I'm trying to figure out why exactly you need a webcam for this particular uh, instance of whatever no, it is I, you seem to be doing. I could understand if you do yourself have a goat and want to be uh, adding to the online goat community, but sir, I do not see a goat thus far. Ha! We infiltrated you. We're actually in disguise. So is that is that pretty much what normally happens with you, uh, mascot? Yeah, that's that's that it that pretty much happened. That and seeing a lot of people have like red edge uh, software on their desktop. That's the biggest thing when I would log into someone's uh, computer, and they're like, "Oh, I, I don't I don't mix around with my computer." And I'm like, "How come you have red edge programs and you know download accelerators <laughs> like 50 of them?" I'm like, "You know, <laughs> so they they don't all speed up your computer at once." You know, it's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but I'll go into a tangent about that if I get started. No, I'm actually interested. Like, what's how, all right? I, I have a few questions about this. One, like, how many times did you go log into the computer and see porn up? And what's the most awkward, like, uh, not conversation, but I guess awkward uh, interaction you've had with someone calling you? Well, here's the strange thing. I, I, I won't bore people too long with this, but I'll tell you, I, it's not so bad. Amazingly, when I worked in a regular computer company, like I, like anyone that knows knows me from Obsolete Gamer show is I, I worked for Alienware for a long time. So believe it or not, I saw less porn from people that own Alienware computers than when I worked for another company that dealt with uh, stores and restaurants. And I would log into there. Even. There I, I, I saw more <laughs> porn. Gardens, gotta get this Mac on. So just imagine like any restaurant, because these usually weren't like gigantic restaurants. These would be like, uh, you know, your mom and pop restaurant, maybe one or two restaurants max, and they just needed like tech support, and they would have How the little computer in the back. Yeah, well, th this, yeah, this would just be the little computer in their in the back that ran whatever their point of sale system was, and they'd call for help, and they'd be like, "Oh, I need some help," and it's standard operating procedure because they paid for this for me to log in immediately to their desktop to fix their computer because imagine they're trying to run their business and they need me to log in and get it working right now i'd log in and there'd be a porno running and they don't even pause it <laughs> they don't even pause that shit bro they're like man my computer's not working and my business is suffering and i log in the portal's still going i'm like uh sir can you please pause that instructional video for a moment so I can continue working. <laughs> it gets all quiet and shit. Slapping in the background. <laughs> Look, okay, it's done. Now we'll never know how the movie ends. <laughs> and you gotta remember, <laughs> these are managers that call. These aren't like the busboy that calls. You know, it's usually the, the manager or the owner that calls us. So this isn't blame it on the busboy, blame it on a waiter. So, yeah. I mean, to be honest, if like I didn't know that like you get immediate access and see everything that goes on, but if I ever had an issue, I'd do something like that just to troll as much as I could with the person that's helping me out. Like just have 
Uh, what's what's the oddest thing you could think of? Maybe some. This we're on the matter of goats. Just some goats doing it in the background. <laughs> maybe maybe a file that says "I love goat porn." I, I want to be a goat. Well, you're supposed to like play it off because you gotta remember you see sensitive materials too. So we're supposed to just pretend we don't see anything when you log in. But like I said, everyone knows this. They know that. When you log in, when they call, that's what you do. You log directly to their desktop and begin working. So it's not like a surprise. It's not like we log in, they're like, oh my god, why are you connecting to my computer? When they pay for our service, that's exactly what they want. So, and expect. But they don't care. Maybe he wanted you to see it. Maybe. maybe. That's what he gets off at. He's like, yeah, you see that? Trying to form a a bond with you. Yeah. He's like, you like that? Hey, I mean, you gotta remember, man. this is in the middle of the night, because I worked the overnight shift, because I, you know, I was in, in school at the time. Big so mistake. So, this is like 3 a.m., <laughs> and this is in Miami, so, you gotta remember, Goats. there's not that many restaurants and places open, so these are clubs, restaurants, bars, so yeah, these are shady people all over South Florida, doing this stuff. Doing shady things. Very shady things. Speaking of shady, and getting a little bit back on the gaming uh, subject, I do feel kind of bad because I gave some money to EA. Uh, here at, at the Obsolete Gamer Campus, I ended up buying the Battlefield 4 Premium Edition package because it was 60% off. Actually, it still is as of this podcast. It's regular price, $49.99, but I bought it for $19.99 because... It comes with all the expansions, the the game, the premium, China Rising, 12 battle packs, 3 gold battle packs. So, instead of paying, you know, 50 bucks, I got it for 20, so. I got it because a bunch of my friends are playing it, and I was like, hey, 60% off, not bad. But I feel kind of bad okay. giving my money to EA. But I'm not giving my money to uh that damn Star Wars uh, Battlefront game, though. I hate EA so much. I could never, I don't think I can ever support them ever again after uh, Battlefield Hardline. Worst Company of the Year award twice in a row. Do you guys you know remember how they, you know how they overcame it? You know how they what? overcame it? They dumped, I think, several hundred million dollars into an advertising campaign showing the human side of their operations. That despite the fact they're an evil corporation headed by a board of retards who have no idea what video gaming actually is, Bobby Cody. But um, they just basically showed a bunch of videos and everything showing the, uh, the lower level employees and how much they care. And I have no doubt that a company <laughs> like that, you know, you've got people in there that do like video games, do like what they do. Maybe not, but. Isn't that know, why Triumph of the that. Will was made? <laughs> huh? Isn't that why Triumph of the Will was made? Triumph of the Will. I swear, Bicotic, every time I hear that name brought up, I just think of Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movie, just sitting there with our money, or sitting on a pile of it, just kind of jerking off to everyone. But uh, Like Smaug. Pretty much. But, um, yeah. Giant dragon, jerking off. I said, I'm done with the company. I've done since, uh, since SimCity launched and was uh, <laughs> a catastrophic failure. And then they, you know, they eventually launched the DLC. Don't get me wrong, the game was still, was still fun to play. But there were so many bugs, so many issues. They eventually said, all right, you know, they made it offline. They released it, opened it up to the modding community. Modding community, as can always be depended on, um, you know, fixed 80% of the bugs, I think, inside of you know, less than two or three months. And it, But, again, there, there's so many limitations with the engine that that was kind of the final nail in the coffin for me with EA. So I'm, you know, Dead Space 3 was a catastrophic mess. Then they came out with Sin City. And then, of course, you know... Um, uh, Battlefield Hardline, just to name a couple of the titles lately. It just 
not gone according to plan. You know, what I hate, I'm going to hate myself, but EA owns Mass Effect. So when that game comes out, I'm going to continue to buy EA's game. Like, I just can't help myself. I love the Mass Effect series so much. I'm not going to be able to withstand that EA logo. I'm going to give them true. more money to do what they do. Screw you. I'm a huge <laughs> fan. <And> smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan of the, of the series, but like I said, I, I put my foot down with it, and oh, I, really? I just can't. I'm not going so, for it. So you're, t you're not going to get Mass Effect 4? That is correct. Wow. I'm done with EA. Like I said, I, I mean it when I say it. It would take a small Christmassy miracle, or several rather, and Archeon's naked picture in order to allay any issues I have with the company or with some of the titles that they've been launching recently. I've, I've had one too many bad run-ins and experiences with them, so I, I'm done. I'm pretty much done. Blizzard is coming up next to the chopping block as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. It, for me, I really and truly think that it's the age of the indie developer. I think, you know, especially with what we touched on last week in regards to Star Citizen, Absolutely. the uh, crowdsourcing platforms. I think crowdsourcing <laughs> and indie indie studios are the wave of the future. I think that well, the, the big-name publishers and everything are all about free-to-play and maximizing profit, which there's nothing wrong with that. They're a business. Uh, They're out to make for money. gamers, it's, it's wrong. <laughs> it's well, it, you, you know, normally in the past used to be you made the absolute best game you could possibly make, and the profit would follow as a result. Yeah, and now hope you make money off of it. Exactly. Now it's it's now it's inverse. make money and hope the game's good. Precisely. And then if it's not, you know, you kind of abandon ship onto the next project. You, you basically make a minimally viable project, a game or a title that works as advertised, and rakes in as much money as possible in most cases. And then exactly, you move on to the next big thing. So the, again, they're businesses. They're going to make profit. That's the point. Otherwise, they go under. So you want, you know, you want games and, uh, you know, different developing studios to do well, to be financially successful. They can continue to make those kinds of games, but it's been, you know, a repeated history, a repeated offense with some of these bigger publishers as far as the mm -hmm. times and the quality of the games that they've been released in the last several years, really. I mean, actually, probably the last decade. Yeah, and I agree with what you're saying about how the indies is pushing more towards them. And I personally like that because it's it's the gamers that are doing the work, really, for gamers, by gamers, and like Star Citizen. I mean, we talked enough about that yesterday, but we can probably talk more about it. It's just looking amazing, and it's by gamers. And it's like, what 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 do you not want about it? It's like, oh, I don't like this. Well, we're gamers. We don't like that either. We're taking it out. We're adding it. They're not in it for the money. They already got a hundred million dollars. What else do they want? <laughs> Well, they are doing very well. Um, and again, <laughs> you know, fingers crossed, and I hope and wish the absolute best to Chris Roberts and his team that title. But um, now moving on, moving forward with uh, with that in mind, how is because I know you guys have been bursting at the seams trying to bring this topic up, or at least waiting for someone to, to kick it off. But how is League of Legends? Ah, League, I can't even say it right. League of Legends faring so far? I know you guys have been playing it like crazy the last several months. Yeah, I mean, transitioning from Heroes of the Storm to League of Legends, I thought it was amazing. It still is to me, although it's it's getting a bit drawl, uh, just because I'm spending <laughs> so much money in that game off of like new skins. I can't wait to get the IP to uh, buy a new champion. I just buy the champion with RP because I'm a terrible person and I can't, I have no chance whatsoever. But apparently, <laughs> um. In the, this new season six that just uh, recently came out, like a few weeks ago, they're going to be having some sort of uh, reward chests or crates in which you you work up after a few games. I believe you get like a key shard 
or uh, some fragments of some part that'll open a chest, and after you get, say, six of them, you'll uh, receive the full uh, completed item, and you'll be able to open up a chest for free. You don't have to pay anything. It'll get a random either champion or a random skin, which is awesome. Like, I want free stuff. Yes, please. Because <laughs> you have to buy everything thus far. And I think it's going to really open up the game to a lot more people. I mean, yeah. right now, like, people like Mascot, you got D DJ Sona. How badly do you want that? Oh, so, so bad. <laughs> is I, it easily available? No, because it costs so much money. 3,200 <laughs> RP, man. That's, that ain't right, man. Exactly. That's not that, right. That, that's my prostitute money. <laughs> <laughs> I can't spend that on that. But, uh, oh. I mean, when I, I watched a video of, of a DJ Sona, and it's like, I just want that so bad. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I, I spent the money on RK Sona, and that skin is really cool. I mean, that's one of the things that I'll give them. When they put the, the extra effort into the skins uh, that you can purchase, and, you know, you actually want to, to get it. And when you get it, you actually do feel good playing uh, with those skins, so I do, I do really want to get get it, but I don't know, man. That price point is crazy. But as I've seen, oh, so bad. Having that chance to get those other skins, even if you have to pay for the chance to roll, is a incredible smart, um, you know, way to do so. I've seen it done with other games, and uh, I don't know. They might rope me yeah. in. Riot's doing a great job of making money. I mean, looking at them, so many League players have a huge wallet issue with this game. Like, everything's so expensive. Like, right now, they just uh, released, if you buy RP, you get extra RP, right? And I think for the maximum amount, if you're spending $100, you're only getting, I think, uh, roughly like 15 or $10 extra RP. So, I mean, yeah, that's nice, but it's still not something that's going to really push me to wanting to do this unless I'm like dead set on getting a skin already and need just a little bit of extra money. I'm like, oh, it's perfect. But they it, do it, that and... Huh? No, I was Go just going to say, what's I think what's really great about some uh, games like this is what when we were talking last week about the fact that it's like one basically level, one map, when you're mm -hmm. playing it over and over, you encounter like different people you know, the different skins, the different characters, and then you change based on whatever they consider the, the meta of the time, or even how you spec it, what runes you put in, things like that, that the way you win changes. And even <laughs> having something like Surrender, it's, it's really weird because you can go really deep into the strategy or how someone thinks about playing a game like League of Legends. When we, when there was a post in the Heroes, um, Heroes of the Storm forums about adding surrender, a lot of people were saying, mm -hmm. "Oh, don't do it because Heroes it doesn't take that long, and you can come back and win." And that in League of Legends, it's much harder. Well, it is true; it's harder, but it's not impossible. And it's funny because. Just over the past week since this last podcast, we had come back from at least, I think it's like seven matches, where we were getting owned and we came back. Now, yes, this is not like Diamond League matches or anything, but still, the fact that we were able to come back and win the match is like, 
proof positive is in itself that a surrender option alone just changes the idea because you'll see our team want to quit and then come back and win the match and it's like that mm-hmm. that alone is such a big difference between you know League of Legends and like other games yeah, I think last night we had like a 10-0 run somehow, and like at least half of those games at like the 30-minute mark, somebody was trying to surrender because we were getting beat pretty badly. And luckily, we usually don't surrender, so we didn't surrender, and we ended up having such amazing comebacks that really shouldn't have happened. But because we didn't surrender, we were able to keep playing and make this gigantic outplay that ended up making us win that obviously we would not have had if we surrendered. So what do you guys think? Surrender button in games. Is that a good thing or bad thing? I mean, me personally, I, I think that it's a bad thing. I, I think that you should take the defeat. I mean, there was like one time where I saw that a surrender might be an option. And that was like this one game where a guy was just feeding a character to the point where the character was so powerful that he was like, oh, just owning everybody. And it was pretty early in the match. But even at that point, that character still couldn't come through and just destroy the, you know, the main power core yet. So my mm-hmm. thing is, is that still make them earn it. You know, I mean, I understand that people want to get on with the next match, but... I, I don't understand. Either they're going to finish the match quicker because that character got overpowered, got fed, or, you know, you ha- you quit yourself. You can, you can stop fighting or something. But the surrender button, to me, I don't know. I mean, on the, on the other side, I guess it's kind of funny when you pull off, like, a big kill, like you, you know, get a pentakill, you wipe the team, yeah. and then you see them surrender. You're like, oh, my God, they surrendered. <laughs> But I I don't know. That, I just that's satisfying. I I just don't see the the reason for it. I guess maybe some people like people talk about these fantasy matches that I haven't seen. Like they said, oh, I had a match where people kept pulling back and the and the match was going on for three hours. I haven't seen that match yet. But maybe that's when you get up there and you have a troll match where someone does that. Right. I could see it being like usable in situations where you have a troll because that troll is purposely hurting your team, making it much, much easier for the other team to win. But generally, let's say trolls aside, I don't think the surrender button should be in there. But because there are trolls, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to balance between how do you solve the problem of the troll? Because they're going to be there and maybe you can't really just, you know stop them from playing because then you're down a member is four and five and it's much easier for the five team to win still so the surrender button is the best option for the troll i guess but it doesn't make everybody happy yeah i think that the problem is is that and this is the, the problem with mobas in general overall the issue begins with the fact that people want to complain too much and it's one of those things where you don't want to get into the whole argument or soapbox thing about it but let's face it. Oh yeah. When you start with complaining about every little thing someone does, especially when you're in a casual match, then everything starts to snowball. Because if you're looking at what the person buys and then you don't say, "Oh, hey, listen, you purchased the wrong thing. Purchase this." You immediately start attacking them, then everything goes downhill. If you make mm-hmm. a wrong move and you say, "Oh my god, let's surrender. Oh my god, let's quit." Then look what happens. You know, like I said with some of the matches that we played, 
people, you know, we make a mistake or or we miss a, a cue or, or we didn't go to the dragon on time. And someone's like, oh my god, this group sucks. Surrender, surrender. But then we get our act together and we win. But if that person had their way, we would have surrendered and got a loss. But maybe the game mm-hmm. went a bit, little bit longer and we won. But then you have people that say, oh, well, you know what? Maybe if you did surrender over, you know, the next three hours, you could have squeezed in more wins. But it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> you know, maybe if we were a professional team that was in ranked and we were going for Diamond another League. another professional team. Yeah, maybe that would really matter. But we're not. So maybe that Especially extra. Since... Yeah, like, maybe. Sorry. Yeah, I was saying like maybe <laughs> that maybe that extra time. <laughs> yeah, maybe that extra time would help you learn. Sometimes <laughs> you know, sometimes that loss helps you better than hitting surrender. Cause I know I've lost by getting my ass kicked. Like even back in mm-hmm. the and quake quake two days, yeah. <laughs> like Not anymore. Yeah. Quake 2. Those are days long past. <laughs> never played that game. Heard a lot about it. Never played it. Well, you're from an earlier generation. One that wasn't so well acquainted with the Doom and the Quake titles. Alright, I grew Wolfenstein. up with Beyblades and Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. <laughs> and well, you were talking about how you missed bad. WoW, right? You, you wanted to play... You wish there was a World, did, of, World of Warcraft 2. Right. It's not... Like, I was actually... I was middle school time when it came out, which is I pretty much perfect time to get into MMO because, you know, you got so much free time after school. But... I don't know. I just never seemed to get into it. And by the time like I really looked into it, I'm like, oh, this looks like a lot of fun. I want to play it. I it was like a year afterwards, maybe two years afterwards, and the hype was gone. Like nobody was starting off in the beginning uh, matches or areas, so I just couldn't. I just felt so lonely when I started. It was just me. It was just me in the, in the cold winters fighting these giant little little frost monkeys or something. I forgot what it was so long ago. <laughs> But it was just me, and I couldn't. I wanted other people for the MMO RPG, you know. I couldn't do it alone. Yeah, it's definitely one of those games where if you can get a group together, especially early, it it was great. And in early WoW, you really had that us versus them. The alliance really would team together. And when you saw, especially on a PvP server, if you saw the horde was attacking uh, South Shore or something like that, and there was a call to arms, everyone actually came. You would actually have higher levels helping lower levels. You know, people would really come together. Mm-hmm. As the game progressed, it became like, you know, who cares? People would ride by, you'd get ganked, they'd laugh at you. And, yeah, you know, and it <laughs> broke apart pretty quickly after that. And, you know, un- unfortunately, yeah, it- it's kind of hard to go back. And now you're reading that, you know, World of Warcraft is down to 5.5 million. And who knows how many of those are bots. So, yeah, I mean, it's probably time for a, a new game, and I don't, I don't even know what, what would happen if that, that came about, especially with uh, a lot of games just launching, uh, going to free-to-play. I mean, like, I mean, Guild Wars 2 <laughs> that we were Ooh, talking yeah. about maybe going and, and playing is, is now, you know, completely free-to-play, which is, is awesome, because I remember playing that, and I just love the fact that when you played Guild Wars 2, even if you were level 30, if you just by walking into a lower level area, like let's say you walked into a, a dungeon that's level 22 or level 20, you would automatically level down to level 20. And yes, you'd still have your skills that were level 30, your abilities that were level 20, but you would scale down you know, stat-wise. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that's what th- made that made it cool. Fun. That made it a lot of fun when playing with people, like trying to uh, boost them or carry them when you're like a level 90, uh, starting over with like a level 1, trying to get them in the game. And it makes it a little bit more interesting instead of just walking up, sneezing on like all the boss monsters and just insta-killing them. You kind of got to fight for it with your buddy. Making it easily so much more enjoyable than just raffle stomping the entire game until the guy's 90 with you. Or whatever whatever the max level is. I, I, don't, I don't know. I never got to max level. Yeah, and it opened up exploring because in Guild Wars 2, you started in your own uh, city, in your own section, depending on what race you started. So it's not like, um, you know, you you would be all over the world. So if you were in your starting, like, let's say, 1 to 10 area, then normally in other MMOs, and, and EverQuest 2 had this problem, once you were out of your 1 to 10, you know, 10 to 20 area... There was no reason to ever go to, let's say, the Barbarians or the Dark Elves 1 to 10, 10, 10 to 20 area because there was nothing there. Unless a quest specifically told you to go there to get this one item, then you went there, ran past every mob, and then left. At least in Guild Wars hmm. 2, there'd be items like for crafting, you know, cooking, uh, carpentry, or anything. There'd be like real items to get. And since it would scale you down, you would go to those areas and get those items and there'd be a challenge because let's say you needed to get like bananas. Bananas only grew where the tree people were and there might be like a ton of lions there. And you're there trying to get bananas and you're getting attacked by lions and you're like, oh my god, I gotta get these freaking bananas because I gotta make a banana pie. <laughs> Such a realistic... <laughs> that, that's my <laughs> shopping. <laughs> Dude, man, there's got to be some like uh, some warish monkeys there getting those bananas against those lions. I'd like to see that. <laughs> it's a it's I a movie coming that. out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what, uh, new poll. If we can get people to answer, would you see a movie of monkeys <laughs> trying to get bananas guarded by lions? Hey, man, to make an excellent reality show. I mean, this country's ripe with them to begin with. So the fact that uncensored one more, I, exactly uncensored. Yeah, Sharknado. There every now and again. <laughs> Sharknado. Sharknado two. I heard the ability of Sharknado three. Yeah, they already did. Oh, it. you can bet on it. You can absolutely bet on it. You say they already way, did. For anyone, yeah. for anyone concerned, I absolutely <laughs> called Sharknado. What was it like back in two thousand and eight? I think two thousand and nine. I was like, yeah. you know, it'd be scary. Freaking a tornado with sharks flying around and then eating people. And lo and behold, lo and behold, look what happened <laughs> as a result. of what about volcano with lava sharks? Volcano. <laughs> oh, we gotta write that. <laughs> I mean, we can do better write, or we can do better writing easily. So it starts off dark, gloomy world. Lava shark appears, <laughs> eats a girl. There we go. Got scene one down. You know, it's funny. You know, spinning this back around to uh, games that were on sale. <laughs> there's a game that I never even knew existed, and and it's on uh, Gog uh, Gog Gaming, good old games. It, it's called mm-hmm. Impossible Creatures. And I didn't realize this, but it's actually uh, made by Relic Entertainment and Nordic Games. And it's it's basically, oh, really? it's set in a fantastic 1930s world. And basically, you create creatures that you mix together. So, on the cover is a lion, well, it's a tiger with, like, uh, lobster or crab arms. Oh, <laughs> that'd, be, I, that'd be terrifying to see in real life. Yeah, so 
that's what you do. You basically use Earth's most formidable animals as building blocks, and the player must create an army of genetically altered mutant monsters in a titanic struggle to protect the unsuspecting world. Wow. Oh, so, God. Yeah. A whale and a tarantula. What do you do? <laughs> it's a whale tarantula. You're dead. <laughs> it can swim, too. What are you going to do? Apparently, it came out in 2003. I never even heard of this game. And I want to buy it. It's only five ninety nine. So I'm like, hmm. Still, that ex- that must be a good game. <laughs> yeah, well, it's expensive for a 2003 game. It must be that good. So it's gonna be interesting. I mean, you have Steam. You have like good old games. You know what I'm curious about? Cause um, Green Man Gaming. That's kind of like I've recently been keeping my eye on that site because they have some decent sales. But it's like, man, Steam. Gets all the press, but uh, you know, and humble bumble, uh, man, <laughs> humble, hum- bundle. humble bundle, bundle, <laughs> humble bundle. <laughs> they, ha- they have some good sales too. But uh, Steam is always uh, taking every all the thunder, cause I mean, man, like, like you said, Skyrim for four ninety nine. That's I mean, Payday two is also four ninety nine. That's just crazy, and we haven't even hit Cyber Damn. Monday yet. Oh my God, I cannot wait for that Cyber sale. It's gonna be, you're gonna be like one dollar. Every game on Steam is gonna be one dollar. Every game, and that's well, Steam, yeah. they have so much money, they can just create unbelievable sales, and then get more money because all people like I know me like I don't really uh, go to a lot of places for games, so Steam's like really accessible to me, really easy, and they always have good sales. So for me, Steam just makes the most sense. But you're talking about oh, like good games, or what were you saying earlier, mascot? Uh, like uh, uh, Green Man Gaming. Yeah, like those places. Uh, I, I want to say not not as well known. Sometimes they have better deals though because they are just able to make it happen with like. What's the? Have you seen any mega deals from them? I mean, usually what they've done is they have like some of the older games, but then what they'll do is they'll send out these vouchers, especially if you like add your email, and you can add them uh, to the deals. So. You know, like, they had old games like Rage, which, ugh, I did not like that game. <laughs> you know, they have Rage for, like, $4.99. Uh, you know, Hearts of Iron 3. Um, you know, they had some new ones like Rocket League, but I, Rocket League was cheaper on Steam than it was on Green Man Gaming. But, like, for instance, back mm-hmm. in the day when I got uh, Terraria and I got um, uh, Starbound, it was cheaper on Green Man Gaming than it was on Steam. So it's you know it's it's good to to look around, uh, but man, Steam oh, just sure. it keeps coming back and and owning. You know it's they, pretty they just powerful. Got the big D. <laughs> yes, it's it's the big D of a of the game. But man, what what an <laughs> age to live in to to have that that problem that that you D's. can get games like that. It's a terrible world to live in. Cheap games. <laughs> yeah. All right, no guys. Problems. You guys got uh, any other news and notes? You got what about te- on the technology f- uh, front, uh, Mag? Um, well, as many people have already been familiarized, or perhaps not, um, the big thing on the horizon right now is uh, Nvidia Pascal, as well as uh, ATI's Arctic Islands technologies. Mm-hmm. That basically has everything to do with coming full implementation of DirectX 12. Oh um, yeah. For anyone not familiar with what, what all that means, is essentially, <laughs> I shall preach the word, my good says. What that means, 
in a nutsack, if you will, is basically that all those cores that everyone has on your processor, on your PC, most uh, most CPUs nowadays are at least quad-core. You've got four cores on a CPU. Now, for just about every piece of software out there, with the exception of AutoCAD and certain engineering, and uh, as well as some web development and Photoshop and video programs, uh, so basically gaming, uh, most software as well as utility programs that come with your system, including the operating system itself, with the except Windows 10, do not really make use of more than one core. Now, if they do, let's say they do make use of up to maybe four cores, which again is, is stretching it a bit, they're not evenly utilized. So in other words, your, your first core has got whatever, let's say 90% plus utilization, and your other cores have maybe you know 10%, 15% utilization. What DirectX 12 does is even more evenly spreads the workload among, a, you know, theoretically an infinite amount of cores. Right now, I think they've got support of up to six cores. So if you have a six-core processor, you're seeing 40, 50, 60 percent, you know, utilization across all of your CPU cores. What that translates into is, you know, way higher performance gains on your processor, even if it's an older processor. It used to be in the past that everything was about clock speed. You need to be running at least a three gigahertz processor to run this game or that game. You know, if you overclocked and you had liquid cooling and you know better cooling solutions available, you know, you push it up to four, maybe even if you were benchmarking five gigahertz plus. And that's where you saw the performance gain. Now, you know, with DirectX 12 being implemented, ATI and NVIDIA, it's going to be way more about how many cores you have as well as how fast they're clocked. As a result of this, we're only going to see tremendous performance gains through through the next at least several years, and then even further over the next decade. So we're going to you're going to be able to have a much more powerful system that's going to run much more smoothly and more evenly across all the cores that so many people have nowadays but don't really use. So that's kind of the big news that's coming up on the horizon here. That's got me excited as well as quite a few others I know of, just because again you've got all these cores in your in your PC. That you just not really ever use them. Mm -hmm. I myself have a uh, a dual CPU setup that have you know eight cores each, and again with 95% of the software that I utilize on my system, they only use maybe one or two cores, and that's it. So whenever DirectX 12 gets fully implemented with uh, with NVIDIA or ATI, whoever you end up choosing, there's going to be a huge performance gain. So it's kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's exactly what I'm excited for too, because Mag's me building me a new computer. And with the with what he's been talking about, it's gonna save me something like six hundred to a thousand dollars, right? Something insane. Well, All... that's that that has to do more with uh, the other you know major innovation that came out a couple of months back was the in, the Intel Skylake platform, excuse me. And uh, what that means, especially in your case, D, you're looking to build a new system here in the coming months, is that you can get a very very powerful system that's energy efficient and is also <clears throat> relatively inexpensive. I mean, the top-of-the-line Skylake processors only run maybe a couple hundred dollars versus you look at, uh, you know, the ultra-high end of the i7 processors for some of the other Intel platforms, and you're spending eight, $900, if not more than $1,000 on a processor. So the Skylakes are real, real good to bang for your buck budget uh, platform. You can pick up a really, really powerful system, and a speed of implementation of DirectX 12 coming up, you can pick up, you know, the new video cards that are coming out in 2016, 2017, and you can build an incredible system for, you know, $1,500. You can have a, a state-of-the-art system up and running 
plowing through just about any game you can think of at maximum graphics settings. The exception, of course, being Star Citizen, what I understand, but yeah. we'll get there when we come to it. So, <laughs> And, and the, another great thing is, uh, you know, especially back in the day, a lot of people talked about, when, especially when comparing consoles, was the fact that you would have to upgrade all the time. That used to be the big thing. They're like, oh, well, at least with a console, you could keep it for several years, and you had all these years right. of gameplay. With a PC, you're always having to upgrade. And... You know, over time, that started to go away. Now, that kind of hurt the boutique uh, PC gaming market because they kind of hoped that they could keep selling you on upgrading more RAM, new PC, um, video card, things like that. And what's happening mm. now is that if you at least built a decent system with a good amount of RAM and a decent video card from the start, you could scale up uh, in terms of... Um, you know the the set the uh, your settings. All you'd have to do is maybe turn off a few things as as the as the graphics scaled up. But uh, and now with with these changes, you know you would be able to stretch it even further instead of having to just go out and uh, completely buy a new system or spend a lot of money on a new video card or this or that. My question is, I didn't see. Does this affect? Do you have to have Windows 10 to do this, or would you be able to do this if you're still on Windows 8 or even 7? As far as the upgrades and everything go, um, 10 kind of is... Windows 10 is the only form that currently offers any support for DirectX 12. If you're looking to go that route, you have to upgrade to Windows 10, which if you have you know, an operating system, I think it's 7 or 8, you can get a free upgrade, I think, up until July 2016, you can upgrade for free. So you do have to have 10 in order to, to you know, receive a lot of these performance gains, but... You know, as I was touching on earlier, it, you know, in my opinion, it's worth it. Yes, you know, there are some issues and some drawbacks with 10. However, if you're looking for the absolute, you know, the, the maximum threshold that you can hit as far as performance games go, you got to go with Windows 10 just because it's the only form or the only operating system that's going to have uh, DirectX 12 on it. I mean, it's smart. And if you think about it, if there's one way to really make sure that everyone's upgrading to Windows 10, all these additional changes and improvements is definitely the way to go about it. Well, and it's, it's standard procedure for companies like this uh, to implement something like that. I mean, it really is. I, I know I personally was hoping to stick with 8. Now, I know there was a lot of hate with uh, with Windows 8 and even Windows 8.1, but I'd become familiar with it. I was comfortable. You know, I'm not a really big fan of change. But, um, you know, like I said, it really speaks to uh, <laughs> speaks to the marketing side of Microsoft as far as getting everyone to upgrade. Plus, it consolidates all the, uh, the operating systems. Because if you think about it, the consumer side of the market is a small portion of their income. It's really the enterprise side of this where they make all their money, which is why on the consumer side, they offer the free upgrade to Windows 10. But, uh, you know, and, and touching on uh, what you made earlier, Mascot, as to being able to build a system on a budget nowadays and have to worry about upgrading. The whole point about with the Skylake platform, with all the new technology that's being thrown around nowadays that's on the horizon and all that kind of good stuff, is that you can build, if you invest up front in a solid system, meaning a good case that you've got room to expand, a good motherboard, you know, a powerful CPUs, you could always add more RAM. You can always buy one video card, whether you're going ATI or NVIDIA, Crossfire or SLI. You can throw in additional cards later on for additional performance. And then likewise, if you invest up front, especially with RFX 12, as long as you have a powerful processor, this is just going to mean fewer and fewer upgrades. Now again, there, there's, you know, if you're speaking to uh, ultra-hardcore gamers, 
to the benchmark guys out there, then of course you're still going to be upgrading every year, every other year. But for yeah. the average Joe who's just looking to game and have really good graphics on a solid system, like I said a, a good PC, you know, runs you about fifteen hundred dollars. That's going to last you at least six to eight years before you're going to need to be thinking about any kind of major upgrades. At least, and considering that's about the average half-life, well, not even half-life. That's actually when they begin to start phasing out consoles. Only last about anywhere from five to eight years. You know, you've got something that's obviously going to be much more expensive than the initial investment, but it's something that could, it's going to last a lot longer. Because yeah, you're spending the thousand or fifteen hundred up front versus a console's only running at five or six hundred. But then that lasts, you know, six to eight years later. New consoles come out. All right, that's another five or six hundred bucks. Meanwhile, you maybe spend one or two hundred dollars to you know upgrade your video card or buy a second one. Because by that time, if you're adding a second or even a third or fourth video card from something you bought six years ago, they're pennies on the dollar. So in the long run, it's going to be a you know very, very equal investment. And then, of course, that's ignoring the whole argument about how PCs are infinitely more custom, you know, have more customization available to them. You got all yeah. the mod support for the games, you can tweak you know, this and that, all that kind of good stuff. So Yeah, definitely. I mean, and if you think about it, just look at, what you can do as far as adjusting the settings in in many of the games. Um, one of the changes that you've seen with a lot of games is a few tweaks to the settings, you get a lot of better performance where back in the day it was just, oh, lower the texture qualities or lower the overall uh, visual settings and the game would look worse and then that's the only way you'd get better performance. Today, you can tweak the graphic settings a lot better, sometimes just turning off shadows or a few little tweaks here and there. The game still looks very, very good, but will run much, much better if you have a lower uh, spec system. So it's not like you're, you're screwed just because, you know, if you, your system is a couple of years old and you have to turn down a few things, you're left with, you know, ugly graphics. True. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's... that's Sounds cool. I, I all I know is is that with all the stuff that I had with Thanksgiving and Black Friday, it's almost like Christmas. And now we have Cyber Monday. I mean, then we have Christmas coming up, man. Crazy. Heck yeah. <laughs> all, like, all these days Christmas. It, it's the countdown. All the, days up. <laughs> the, que the question is, is though, did you buy your gifts? already for Christmas, or are you still going to have to go shopping for that? Oh, hell no, not yet. I still got to do so <laughs> much shopping. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I've only gotten myself. Uh, <laughs> I'm a generous person. Cyber Monday, I'll be doing oh. stuff nowadays. Well, treat yourself, right? then I guess Monday. that we'll be coming back next week for a show talking about what we purchased on Cyber Monday, plus <laughs> more on games that we've been playing and much, much more on the Siege Breaker sessions. I want to thank Magnolia and the Mighty D. Thanks, oh, guys. Yeah. Any day, any day. All right. I am Jay LaRock, a.k.a. Mascot, and we'll be back next week. Until then, check you later.